Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, what's happening today, KIP Nation? Thanks so much for joining again on another episode of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I appreciate you. Again, I must implore you all as you are listening to share, to repost, to help get this word around to the nations. Today is a very uh, polemical topic, difficult topic, a, a controversial topic. I'll be talking on some very controversial things over the next couple of weeks. And I want to say this, that these topics do not take away from who I am as a born-again believer, as a uh, Christian who submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ by no stretch of the means. I know who I belong to, but I also know that in the earth I know who I am. And so I, I want to talk about some things that I hope will empower some, educate others, and enlighten others. Um, I want to avoid what we call the uh, fallacy of composition by every stretch of the means, if I can. I don't want anybody to uh, be subject to that. Fallacy of composition pretty much says that if what's true of one is true of the whole, and so if you see one person doing something that makes the whole uh, the same way, uh, but that's, of course, uh, an error in thinking. Again, that's the fallacy of composition. Just to give you an example, if you see one or two or a even several instances of police brutality that just make all police uh, members of that that section or sector of the police. So we have to be very, very careful about how we categorize people, how we categorize uh, institutions, how we, you know, categorize it. And you can take the church. The church, for example, is also an institution that is categorized uh, by one or a few people and 
you see something uh, on television and all of a sudden that's how all pastors are or that's how all Christians are or that's how all Muslims are or that's how all Jews are or that's how all um, Asian people are. I mean, it is incredulous how quickly we develop biases, prejudices, stereotypes, and judgment zones. I mean, we, we just, we see a little something and maybe we see it duplicated in a couple of instances, but still our statistical universe is too small. Statistical universe is the number of uh, interactions and interfaces that you have with a particular group or particular institution or particular uh, section uh, of life or sector of life uh, are still too small to make an, an educated uh, 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 judgment uh, based on that small statistical universe or that small sampling or that small um, uh, group of interactions. And so um, we have to look at life uh, realistically. And one of the things my mother used to tell me when I was a child, she used to tell me to take each day, one day at a time, and each person interact with them, regardless of the color, the race, the creed, uh, one person at a time. Do not make blanket judgments. She used to say something like this, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. You have to read the content of its pages in order to understand who it is. So even today, when you're listening to me, I may say some things, again, that are controversial, but I love all people, and, and that's a fact. I, I make no qualms about that. Uh, I have friends in, in every sector of society um, and every color, and, and it doesn't matter to me. So, so that's not my issue today. My issue today is debunking uh, black futility. I, I want to uh, deal with some things that are socially uh, sensitive, during this time and uh just things that we need to discuss and and get in the open and you know how they said uh examine the pink elephant in the room so today's message is debunking black futility and i i remember growing up in uh, the 70s that's essentially when i grew up and just seeing so many things that were unacceptable as a, a young black man growing up in America. And I, I'll share some of these things uh, next week, uh, but today I just want to get into some basic, basic facts and some of the basic facts surrounding things like our history, the history of black people. And this is for all my friends, and this is for Kib Nation. It did not start in Jamestown on August 20th, 1619. Did not start. Okay, it did not start with the first uh, middle passage or didn't start with uh, the diaspora. Our history goes back hundreds of years and we as a people must learn to celebrate and research our own history. If your children are not being taught the true history of African-American people, then you have to teach it yourself. You have to know it yourself. You have to train yourself. You have to be 
responsible for making sure that our legacy is taught. Now, let me say this. Just because you're teaching the legacy of black people does not mean that we disrespect or disregard the legacy of other people. That's the thing that I think that we need to unmask is that just because one person has a history, it does not mean that other existing cultures don't have a history as well. And somewhere in the historical uh, synergistic hub, there is an interfacing and an interaction of all of these histories because at the end of the day, our history and their history and their history and their history is human history. And so rather than teach uh, just history in a vacuum, we need to teach history as it relates to humanity. But every, every race or every culture in the world ought to know its own history because it's part of your legacy. It's part of who you are. It's part of where you come from. So I want to say to those of us who are of African-American persuasion, we would, did not start as slaves. This is one of the things I was taught. We did not start as slaves. We were kings. We were queens. We were generals. We were astronomers. We were explorers. We have been around the world. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny to see how... Uh, one race can slight another race in order to get an upper hand. You don't have to slight our race to get an upper hand. Just be who you are and allow us to be who we are. And then we have to begin to work more earnestly teaching each other about each other so that we can appreciate each other and accept everyone's contribution to this society. So I, I want to uh, go again, and I remember, I remember being in Howard University. I'm a graduate of Howard University, uh, both uh, undergrad and uh, master's degree, and I have seen uh, and been trained by some of the greatest professors in the world. Uh, professors that have been trained in various universities, both PWIs and HBCUs, and who've been trained and, and studied and learned and have taught me. I've also been mentored by some of the uh, smartest and most intelligent people in the world. So I, I want to say this, and I've been blessed. I've been blessed. But I want to say this. There, there are things like uh, education. Let's, let's start with that. First of all, one of the things that I need us to know is that the first universities in the world were founded in Africa. That's, that's right. Let me say it again. In Africa, not Europe, not America, not any other continent in the world, but Africa. And, and I'm not saying that to brag or boast, but I want my people to understand that you don't have to hold your head down or consider yourself second class or you can't move or progress or become because you can. You come from a history of progressive people who have become, who have done things 
that are known around the world if you just dig just a little bit deeper. If we use Google for something else besides uh, searching uh, foolish topics that have nothing to do with our future success, because in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you come from. And I'm telling you, we come from a history of educators, of kings and queens and explorers and doctors and musicians and lawyers, and, and, and they were a credible people in Africa. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can, I, now I have a little difficult time sometimes pronouncing these universities, but I'm going to do my best to give you uh, uh, some semblance of history that can be looked up anywhere. The oldest university in the world is Al Kara Wenyan, founded in 1859, located in Fez, Morocco. Morocco is not a different uh, continent. Morocco is in the continent of Africa. It is not, they are not Europeans. And I, I say this because when I was in the eighth grade, I, I depicted in art the, uh, the Moroccans uh, attacking uh, Spain. And my teacher listen closely, and this, again, is not the fellowship of composition. This is just some of the microaggressions that I experienced growing up as a young man. This was in 1978. She made me point their noses. She made me thin their lips, and she made me put white chalk on their face, the Moroccans. And so I drew my picture from the pictures that were in the history books. But she wanted me to alter history in order to meet or to assimilate into what she considered to be history. But I've since grown, and I know that Morocco is in uh, uh, Africa. Uh, then the second university is Al-Azhar University, uh, created 970 A.D., again in Cairo, Egypt. Cairo, Egypt is in Africa. Cairo, Egypt, or Egypt is not a separate place in some separate continent all to itself. When we talk about the Egyptians in the Bible, we are talking about Africans. Egyptians are Africans. Moroccans are Africans. That whole concept in the 70s and 60s of Tarzan swinging through the jungle and that we were some uh uncivilized people uh, with our eyes wide open is all false. And I, I really, really need us to understand this. It's all false. And it's something that we have to be, uh, uh, we have to recognize. We have to understand why it was done. But we also have to understand who we are and not making us over and against any other people, any other race. This is not to incite riot, to make you angry. Again, it's to educate, to empower, to inspire, uh, to give us insight, give us wisdom, and then to begin to look in our community to work to change the patterns of behavior that create these kinds of modalities and these kinds of falsehoods we must begin to make changes, and the changes begin with us. If you have an opportunity to go into schools and talk to kids and read books, we must read books that help to open the mind 
of our young African American and people of color children. And and I could go into uh, even more detail, but today I'm going to keep it simple. Um, the third university and probably the most known university was in a city called Timbuktu, which was in uh, Mali. Uh, Timbuktu, Mali. Mali, again, is in Africa. And those of you who know African history, you know there were three, uh, well, actually four great, great uh, empires in Africa. Uh, there was the Empire of Mali. There was the Empire of Sungai. There was the Empire of Ghana. And, of course, the Egyptian Empire. All of these have historic, historical significance. And all of these empires were at once part of the center of the known world. And so the University of Sankor, 989 AD, was developed in Timbuktu in Africa. And so, as you can see, the first three universities in the world, the oldest universities in the world, were created again in Africa. Fez, Morocco, Cairo, Egypt, and Timbuktu, Mali. And you can look those things up. The next oldest university created was the University of Bologna in Italy. And then, of course, University of Paris and and in America, the first one was the Harvard University, 1636. And then you have William and Mary and St. John's College. And, and But, but the, the point of the matter is we have to understand our history. We have to be clear on who we are. We have to understand that you don't have to be second and you don't deserve to be treated as a second-class citizen. And we need to hold our heads up. We need to look people in the face. We need to declare who we are in such a way, not by declaring our history as some rhetorical statement, but it must be in your heart. It must be in your mind. It must be in the way that you carry yourself. Carry yourself with integrity. Carry yourself as an ethical, moral being. Carry yourself as a person of intelligence. Carry yourself as someone who knows who you are. I am an African-American, and I believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I see no conflict in that whatsoever, but I know that I am a child of God at the end of the day, because when we talk about natural versus physical, we know at the end of the day that, this, that the uh, natural versus spiritual, we know at the end of the day that the spiritual man will outlive the natural man. And so our, my primary focus in life is to love the Lord my God with my whole heart, mind, and soul and to love everyone else uh, like I love myself, to love people like I love myself. I clearly understand that mandate. So again, I, this is not to be over and against any race of people, but it is to tell my own story, to tell my own truth, and to make sure that we understand that we do not have to be disenfranchised, marginalized, or uh, looked at as a people of futility, for we are people of royalty, both in the natural and the spiritual. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. May your day be blessed. Go forth and influence the nation.